evidence and answers. In Luke 21, 10 through 11, Jesus stated that the signs of his return would include wars, natural disasters, including earthquakes, famines, and pestilences. Is there a connection with COVID-19 and Bible prophecy? Is the COVID pandemic an indication that we are in the end times? You're tuned to Evidence and Answers radio broadcast with your host, Pat Zucran. Pat is an author, teacher, and international speaker in the area of Christian apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith. At the Evidence and Answers 2020 End Times Conference, Pat answered these questions and more about COVID-19 and God's plan for the end. Now with part one of message two in this series is our host, Pat Zucran. Right. Well, welcome back, everyone. Good to have you here with us. And I hope you enjoyed that seminar with Andy Woods on who is the Antichrist. And we're talking about the COVID pandemic. Is there a connection with biblical prophecy? You know, when COVID hit in March, my wife and I were in the Philippines. They're teaching at one of the great Bible institutes there. And we're preparing for a weekend to minister there in many of the churches there in Manila. When suddenly I got the news from the president of the Bible Institute, and he said, Pat, you're going to have to finish your class one week early. And then we're going to have to get you into Manila tonight as soon as you're done because the city is going into lockdown Saturday. No one's going in or going out. You're going to have to find a way to get home out of Manila. And, you know, I had... Most of us have never been in that kind of situation before. I didn't even know what a lockdown was, but I knew I needed to find a flight and somehow get out of the country. And, you know, Manila Airport is chaotic just on regular days. So you can imagine how chaotic it was during the COVID pandemic. And man, I remember standing in those long, crowded lines waiting to adjust my flights and get a flight out. And I began conversing with the guy in front of me. He was somewhere from Europe, and we began talking. And uh, you could see the tension uh, and the anxiety on everyone there in the airport. And, you know, when we finally got to the ticket booth, he went his way, and I was going my way. And before he departed, he looked at me, and he said, man, it's the end of the world. And I wish uh, we had gotten to that conversation earlier because, you know, everyone has that sense with what, is going on not only with the COVID crisis, but the election chaos, the economic turmoil, crisis in the Middle East and around the world, that we're headed towards some kind of apocalyptic end. So we're going to be talking about the COVID crisis and the coming plagues. And I want to recommend a great book to you here by our friend, Dr. Mark Hitchcock on the corona crisis, plagues, pandemics, and the coming apocalypse, right? I'll refer to this book throughout my presentation get a lot of good information from here. So I recommend if you want to do further study on this area, go check out that book. And also go to our website there at evidenceandanswers.org. You can listen to my interview with great scholars like Mark Hitchcock, and you'll be able to hear re-airings of this seminar there on our website there at evidenceandanswers.org. But there is a sense that we're headed for some kind of an apocalyptic cataclysmic end you see, in Hollywood, there are all kinds of movies that have come out depicting some kind of catastrophic end of the world. And whether people say it verbally or not, there's a sense that we're headed towards some kind of an apocalyptic end. You know what's interesting? In a lot of the world religions, 
there is also some kind of an apocalyptic end. And of course, we know that God's word is indeed true. We have the historical evidence. We have the supernatural testimony of Jesus Christ, who claimed to be the divine son of God and confirmed his claim to his miraculous, sinless life, death, and resurrection. So he confirmed his claim to be the son of God. And what he taught was indeed true. He gave us a window right, on the Olivet Discourse into what we can expect at the end of the age. And he inspired his apostles to also give us a brief window into what is to come regarding the end of the age. Now, the corona crisis, is there a connection with biblical prophecy? Well, first, let me give you a big picture of Bible prophecy. At the end here in the blue there, we are right now in what is called the church age, Revelation 1 through 3. We are presently now in the church age where God has commissioned the church, Christians, to bring the gospel to the entire world. But the church age is going to come to an end in an event that Andy referred to earlier called the rapture, right? First Thessalonians chapter four, it talks about that we'll be suddenly taken out of the world okay? at the last trumpet call of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first and we who remain shall be caught up. The Greek word there is harpazo. It means a sudden snatching away, a violent sudden snatching away. The Latin is rapturus. And so that's where the word rapture comes from. When the church is suddenly taken out of the world. First Corinthians 15 says it's going to happen as fast as a blink of an eye, that quick, and we are going to be transformed. The dead in Christ shall rise first. That means those Christians who have died and gone before us, their bodies shall be resurrected. They'll receive their glorious resurrection body. Then we who remain shall be caught up in the air, that we will be transformed with our eternal glorious heavenly bodies as well, and will be taken out of the world. Now, after the rapture comes the battle of Gog and Magog, talked about in Ezekiel 38 and 39, which Andy will talk about in the coming Middle East war. So I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But after that period, then will come what we see in the red here. And this is what I want to emphasize here. The seven-year tribulation when God's judgment is poured out upon the earth, right? And that's where we're going to be spending a lot of our time at this conference here. Now, between the rapture and the beginning of the tribulation, right, there's a gap there in time, perhaps a few weeks, perhaps a few months. That's when that great battle of Gog and Magog is going to happen that Andy's going to talk to you about. But what begins the tribulation is the signing of the peace covenant between the Antichrist and Israel, and that begins the seven-year tribulation. That's when you know you are going to see some of the most cataclysmic disasters that fall upon the earth. Where will the church be at that time? Will we be in heaven and we face what's called the Bema Seat Judgment? All right? That's where we're judged upon our works. How we stewarded our life and resources here upon the earth. And this is not a judgment of salvation. We're already there. It's a judgment of rewards, and we'll be receiving our rewards at that time. If you want more on the Bema Seed Judgment, you can listen to more uh, on our website, evidenceandanswers.org. Now, after the seven-year tribulation, this is when the Antichrist appears. That 
person that Andy was talking about. We have the one world government, one world economy. Uh, we have catastrophes like you've never seen before. Demonic forces coming out of the abyss. The seas turning to blood, the moon turning to blood, stars falling from the sky. Uh, nearly two-thirds, I believe, of the world's population is killed in these great catastrophes there. And at the end of the seven-year tribulation, then Christ will return with the heavenly host. Satan will be locked up here in the bottomless pit, the abyss, for a thousand years. And Christ will rule and reign for a thousand years, establishing his kingdom, fulfilling those prophecies, sitting on David's throne, ruling from David's throne in the city of Jerusalem. Then after a thousand years, Satan will be let loose one last time to deceive mankind. There'll be the final battle as they siege the city of Jerusalem. Christ returns and destroys evil, defeats evil once and for all. Satan is thrown into the lake of fire. The unbelieving world will stand before the great white throne judgment. And there they go into the lake of fire. That's their final resting place for all eternity. Then we have a new heaven and a new earth. Second Peter 3 says the old earth is destroyed by fire. We have a new heaven and a new earth. And down comes the heavenly city of Jerusalem. And we go into eternity. All right. So briefly, that is the timeline here, the end times timeline here that we'll be referring to throughout our session here, okay? Now, part we're focusing on right here is that seven-year tribulation period. That's what many people have questions about right now regarding the COVID-19 crisis. Now, the Bible teaches that in the end times, there will be plagues and pandemics on an unprecedented scale that ravage the earth. When Jesus was preaching on the Olivet Discourse, as he is sitting with his disciples on the Mount of Olives, looking down on Mount Zion, they're looking down on the Temple of Jerusalem, they ask him, when will these things happen? What will be the signs of your return? And Jesus goes into what we call the Olivet Discourse. And he states there, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places, famines and pestilences. And there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. So one of the things that will occur before Christ returns is natural catastrophes like earthquakes, famines, and pandemics or pestilence or plagues. Now, Remember, when we talk about signs of Christ's return, and when Christ said, look for these signs of my return, he's referring to his return, not the rapture, all right? If you remember the rapture here, when the church is suddenly taken out of the earth, taken from the earth, there are no signs regarding the rapture. It could happen at any minute. But when Christ says, look for the signs of my return, he's talking about this part. When he returns to defeat Satan, and the forces of evil and establish his millennial kingdom. Now, this particular prophecy that Jesus makes here refers to the tribulation period, this red area, the tribulation period. Remember, we're in the church age right now. So this is a future prophecy. The Olivet Discourse, Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. This is in regards to the tribulation period. So 
Jesus' prophecy here in Luke 21, Matthew 24, Mark 13 has not happened yet. This is what you see in the COVID-19 pandemic is not the fulfillment of Jesus' prophetic words here yet. It's going to be even worse. Then in Revelation chapter 6, the Apostle John writes about the four horsemen of the apocalypse, this frightening vision that he gets regarding the coming apocalypse here and the four horsemen. And the first rider rides on a white horse carrying a bow with no arrow. And this represents a future ruler, the false Christ. And he masquerades as Christ, I believe the Antichrist. He has a bow with no arrows. In other words, he comes in peace, a false peace. All right? He's going to establish his rule over the earth, rather peacefully. Right? Apparently, he's going to be a very charismatic, very powerful, persuasive kind of speaker. Now, the second horse that John sees is the red horse, and he takes peace from the earth. He's carrying a sword, right? and he represents wars that will break out during the tribulation period. The third horse is a black horse representing famine, and that, of course, often follows wars. We have great famine as lands and countries are decimated all over the world. And then the fourth horse, he says, is a pale horse representing death. And he said Hades was riding right behind him. And in Revelation 6, verse 8, it says, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and its rider's name was Death, and Hades followed him. And they were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and with famine and with pestilence and by wild beasts of the earth. And so in these two passages and several others, it states that pestilence will kill a massive population of the earth in the end times. Now, as I stated earlier, these passages are fulfilled in the tribulation period. All right, so it's still future. And hopefully we are correct that the rapture will occur before the tribulation begins. I think the Evidence is quite compelling that the rapture occurs before the tribulation. And I hope we are correct. And if that indeed is correct, we won't be here to suffer these great catastrophes that come upon the earth during those seven years. We will not be around. But these passages okay, are fulfilled during the time of the tribulation. So, COVID 19 pandemic is not the fulfillment. Of these passages, nor is it any kind of indication that we are now in the tribulation period or in the end times. These prophecies are still in the future. But I believe COVID 19 illustrates really how realistic these biblical prophecies are. So, though COVID 19 is not God's judgment on the tribulation period yet, it's certainly a wake-up call to us to indeed reflect upon our lives and to reflect upon our relationship with God, to repent and get right with God. But I believe the COVID-19 crisis also illustrates how realistic biblical prophecy is. I mean, we saw with COVID-19 just how quickly this virus can spread throughout the earth and kill 
uh, hundreds of people just within days. Even with our great technological advances, we remain helpless against such a threat. And the fallout from this pandemic reflects in a small way the future fallout that's going to occur in the end times. I think we saw in this, you know, with the spread of the virus, there was a huge economic fallout threatening to shut down financial markets around the world, sending people into all kinds of economic and emotional kinds of panic. Imagine during the time of the tribulation, a worse pandemic and plagues shall arise that last for longer periods, right? And if COVID-19 caused this kind of havoc, imagine what more severe plagues and pandemics during the tribulation period is going to cause. It's going to cause a massive economic collapse, a devaluing of currency, and we're going to see a need for all the nations to work together under some kind of central leadership, one world government here described in Revelation chapter 13, a one world economy, a one world government led by a charismatic leader, the Antichrist. And we could see here, you know, especially for us here in Hawaii, you know, they were threatening to shut down ports. They were threatening to shut down trains. You know, if our ports are closed, we cannot receive goods and supplies, can easily lead to famine and food shortages, sending the cost, you know, of a loaf of bread skyrocketing. You know, not only the cost of a loaf of bread, we saw what it did to the price of toilet paper right? I mean, toilet paper was going through the roof and people were going crazy, you know, trying to find toilet paper around here, right? Imagine when you have a pandemic on a much huger scale, the kind of havoc it's going to wreak upon the earth where the price of food and other needed supplies are just going to skyrocket as transportation and means of getting supplies around the world are going to be tremendously affected and shut down. And you can see how COVID-19 is driving us towards globalism, how the world needed to come together and work together in an orderly way. You can see Revelation 13 talks about a one world kind of economic system, a one world government ruled by the Antichrist. And we saw in COVID-19, right, nations having to work together to defeat this pandemic. And, you know, we're seeing that there needs to be some kind of world organization to lead this effort to defeat COVID-19 on a global scale. Well, imagine when you see in the book of Revelation, you know, a third of the oceans turning to blood, the rivers turning to blood, the stars falling from the sky, poisoning the waters of the earth, fire coming down from heaven, destroying nearly a quarter of the earth. I mean, imagine how the world is going to have to come together, right, to address the economic and the turmoil that will be going on at that time. And you also see the push to, to this one world economy, economies around the world in free fall. And imagine when you have a plague that's worse than COVID-19. COVID-19, you know, uh, we saw economies around the world shutting down as businesses had to shut down. And, and then 
How, what do we do to these people who are now out of work without income? Well, economies were shutting down, right? People and the governments to support their economies were just printing money, right? With really no value behind them. And you end up with a valueless kind of currency that we saw in Germany, you know, during uh, just before World War II, where a cup of coffee there was nearly $4,000. And so there's just a devaluing of currency here. And you can see there's a push, a need for a cashless currency controlled by a one world kind of economy, controlled by a central leadership. You see that needs, you know, beginning to arise here. And, and imagine, you know, when you have a pandemic that's worse than COVID-19, that lasts longer. Uh, you can see a push towards this area now. So I believe that we're seeing a preview, right, of what's going to be coming during the time of the tribulation. We're seeing just in a small scale what the judgments God has stored for those who do not receive him as Lord and Savior and will not be included in the rapture and be ending up going through the tribulation period. Now, what we see going on around us, plagues and pandemics, are previews of what is to come. I believe it is setting the stage for the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. You know, COVID-19 and other disasters, they're just a part of the indicators that will intensify as we draw near to the return of Christ. Mark Hitchcock, in his book, talks about the beautiful drive he has from Oklahoma to Dallas, Texas. Three-hour drive he has from Oklahoma to Texas to teach there, from his church to teach at Dallas Theological Seminary. And not sure what he's talking about there. I've been on that drive. Ain't that great, man? You know, I mean, Mark, you want a real drive. You want the Pacific Coast Highway. And so, you know, when I get a chance... I make that drive from Northern California down to Los Angeles, you know, Southern California on the Pacific Coast Highway. It goes right along the Pacific Cliffs. Just beautiful, gorgeous, beautiful kind of drive. And as I get closer to the city of Los Angeles, I see more and more billboard signs showing that I am getting closer. There are more signs telling me I'm getting closer to the city of Los Angeles. So when you see more and more signs like this going on, and it's beginning to intensify, you know that you're getting close to the return of Christ. So I think COVID-19, although it's not the fulfillment of biblical prophecy, certainly sets the stage and gives us a preview as to what is coming during the time of the Great Tribulation. Now, what's the verdict on COVID-19 then? If we're not in the end times and indeed it is not the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. Well, one of the questions I get asked is, is COVID-19 God's judgment upon the earth? Well, in the Bible, God used plagues and pandemics as a form of judgment. We see in Exodus chapter 9, he used the plagues to judge the nation of Israel. In 1 Samuel chapter 5, he used the plague of tumors to judge the Philistines when they took 
the Ark of the Covenant for themselves there after the battle against Israel. In 2 Samuel 24, we see that God used plagues to judge the nation of Israel, specifically King David, for his sinful census that he took. And in the Old Testament law, in books like Deuteronomy chapter 28 and 29, Isaiah 51 and Jeremiah 24, God warned the people of Israel that calamities such as pestilence and plagues would come upon them if they turned away from him and followed the evil ways of the pagan nations. Right? So God did use plagues and pandemics as a form of judgment to discipline Israel, to get her to repent and turn back to God, not only Israel, but other nations as well. Now, not every natural disaster is necessarily God's judgment. Some are the results of living in a fallen world. We've run out of time. Thank you for joining us here on Evidence and Answers Radio Broadcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If you would like Pat to speak at your church, Bible study, or perhaps hold an apologetics conference, give him a call locally in Hawaii. That number is 483-0586. Or you may contact him through the Evidence and Answers website. That's evidenceandanswers.org. To keep broadcasts like Pat's on the air, we rely on generous support from you, our listeners. For the opportunity to donate, head on over to our website. Once again, that's evidenceandanswers.org. And you may do so right there online on the homepage. You'll also find we have a wide variety of resources available to you. Everything from atheism to Zen Buddhism, including articles and additional audio for you to listen to or download. So be sure to share our website with those around you. Join us again next time on the air or online as we provide compelling reasons for faith in Christ. That's Evidence and Answers with Pat Zucran. Oh, 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 oh,